You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about learning things from books, interviewing Courtney Hameister, and we're going to check in on our New Year's resolutions, the ones we made last year, how we did, and what we're doing this year. But first, what are you reading, Bria? I'm still reading some books from 2019 that I thought I might want to put on my best of. It's like, for some reason, I'm still doing that. Um, Because they were on my Kindle, I decided to read them. I am reading Midnight at the Black Back Cafe by Heather Weber. Oh, Um, I haven't heard of this. It has an incredibly high rating on Goodreads. I'm looking at it right now. Um, It is about, it's told from the point of view of two women. It's set in Alabama, in a small town in Alabama in... um, in the mountain, I think. I pictured it in a mountain. And it's one of them, one of the women is the granddaughter of a woman who owned this place called the Blackbird Cafe. And she goes back to, her, basically her grandmother dies and she uh, has to go run the cafe for 60 days and then she is allowed to do anything she wants with it. Um, and it has a magical realism element because if you eat the pie at the Blackbird Cafe, um, someone... Uh, a dead person will give you a message. So some, I don't oh think you can choose the dead person. Oh my God, this sounds amazing. Yeah, so here's the only bummer about me talking about it right now is that um, I feel like it should really go into our snacks and book <laughs> newsletter because it's a perfect pairing and I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna put it there also because if, if it, it ends yeah. up being good, I haven't finished it yet. I, I love it so far and I'm about 30% of the way through of it. Through it. Oh, um, and the other I'm putting character, this on my library holds this right now. It's very great. It's very heartwarming. There is a bit of a mystery. Um, there's a lot of small town politics because the other character is told from the point of view of she um, has come back because her husband passed away and she has a young child and she's coming back to live with her mother and dad who she doesn't get along with and this woman who's taken over the cafe is also related to them um it's her niece but they people didn't really talk about it and it is revealed really early on but people in the town know uh but her anyway it's there's a lot of like interfamily politics but they never knew each other and like it's great it's really it's really like a southern sort of mystery with magical realism and it all it reminds me a little bit of fried green tomatoes because there's like the cafe aspect of it which i really like and there's cooking and they talk about making pies which i really enjoy I know, this is a very bria book oh it's so wonderful i've loved it so far um what are you reading hold on i'm i have just placed a hold on that it's that a sounds... very you'll it's a very um i'm interesting it's it's sold without digital rights man with our now drn oh so who published it because who would do that that's not... Besides, that isn't Tor. Isn't Tor. Forge. Oh, that's Tor. It is Tor. Yeah. It's great. So now, okay, well, I'm going to read that. That sounds amazing. Uh, I am reading something that came out last year, and I was reading it last year, and I've just been making my way through it. It's The Best of Caitlin Kiernan, uh, this oh. new collection of her short stories that came out last year, and it's Caitlin Kiernan, so it's amazing. Uh, I've t- I talk about her on the show a lot, so if you're looking for... You don't want to, like, jump into a novel... Um, so you and you want to try her short stories uh, a lot of her short story collections are like no longer in print or they're only from like these really f- like subterranean press so they're like $50 a piece or something oh, wow. so they're like these fancy signed editions so if you're looking for a good entry point into the world of Caitlin Cannon with short stories this is a great one um, also she's what I always recommend a lot of people ask me like oh you know I want to read get into the universe of like Lovecraftian horror but I don't want to read Lovecraft because he's a racist trash bag um I always recommend Caitlin Kiernan. Oh. She's a, she's like a great way to to read Lovecraftian fiction without reading racist, misogynist, hot garbage, <laughs> trash baby work. Um, so that is the best of Caitlin Kiernan. And mine is Midnight at the Blackbird Cafe by Heather Weber. So first off, Happy New Year, everybody. 
Happy New Woo-hoo. Year, Mallory. Uh, we all survived 2019. Can you believe it? Barely. We- or, but what about the ghosts listening to this show? <laughs> Are the ghosts listening to the show? Did they survive? They did not. How does a ghost listen to a podcast? They on their ghost headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, can you? We 2019 was one of the toughest years of for both of us. We did so much traveling. There was a lot of traveling. There's a lot of work. A lot of a lot of work stuff. A lot of new work stuff. Yeah. A lot of work stuff came out. Um, but also I feel like every year for me, I'm always like, wow, what a weird year. And then the next year is also weird. So maybe yeah. that's who I maybe am. It's because we live, we live in LA and we, but well, we've what, chosen we do- weird lives, but yes. I do think that I, um, like, a, we can cut this. I do think, um, that I benefit from having a life that is full of change. I yeah. think it is good for me and challenging for me. And it's the only way I can live my life or else I get bored and start doing Weird stuff like redecorating my house, which is not that weird, but uh, you know things like that. I will yeah, start no, doing, I'm like, the same way. I like doing I, I I like doing stuff, uh, new things and challenging myself. But man, it was a big year. We're very both very excited for 2020. We got some really fun stuff coming for reading glasses. We're excited to build this podcast and uh, have some great guests and talk about some cool stuff. Um, so we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. We have a special uh, listener feedback recording this week from friend of the show, Helena, uh, who recorded uh, the some follow-up about us solving her reader problem. Yeah, and just so you know, Helena is a friend of mine. She runs a website called Ms. in the Biz, and she also has a movie out right now called Shasta Triangle that she produced and start in so and everyone should go watch it yeah should go watch it and uh listen to her feedback and if anyone wants to send if anyone wants to send their follow-ups for their listener problems that were solved please send them in please send them in make sure they sound good but other than that we'll drop <laughs> them right in it makes it easier for us <laughs> we lo- and we love hearing them hey brianne mallory it's helena santos okay first of all i need you guys to know I still am like the biggest fan of your podcast ever. And your podcast is the reason that I really wanted to start reading again. I used to be an avid reader when I was young and it just kind of went by the wayside. And I have to say a big, big thank you for just this podcast existing. And also thank you for talking about my reader problem. I had written in talking about how I really wanted to start using my Kindle so that I could actually have more books with me at any one time because, you know, I just like to jump around from different books. And my issue though was that I really, really love the feel of a physical paper book. Um, there's just something really emotionally charged for me about that. Uh, I get really excited about it. And your suggestion, you guys came up with romancing my Kindle. So basically taking my Kindle on dates and creating an atmosphere around reading on my Kindle that could spark some of those same fantastic feelings. And I have to say it totally worked. And not only that, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for talking about how audiobooks, like reading audiobooks, is reading. It counts as reading. Um, That has meant the world to me because, as you both know, I'm up in Vancouver, British Columbia right now, and I'm actually living about 45 minutes outside of Vancouver, so I have a lot of driving. And driving around and listening to audiobooks has become just as important to me as podcasts. And I have set a goal for myself to read 12 books in 2019. And that might not sound like a lot of books to most people, but for me, the girl who was reading like all careers and self-help kind of books, reading 12 books that weren't necessarily all career self-help books was a really big deal. And I wanted to achieve that. I have to say I'm super excited because I'm at 19 books right now and it is halfway through December and I'm on to my 20th and I think I'm going to finish. I think I'm going to have 20 books read in 2019. So Thank you guys so much for just being so encouraging and for, it sounds weird, but like demystifying reading for people, especially people like me who 
haven't been quite as on top of reading and who want to get back in the reading game. So thank you for the podcast. Thank you for being awesome. I could pretty much listen to you guys talk for hours and hours and hours about anything, really. Um, And wishing you and all of the Reading Glasses readers an amazing 2020. And I'm going to keep romancing my Kindle. And I'm going to keep romancing my iPhone, I guess, for my audio books and stuff. (laughs) Bye. Mwah. So you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. You can also get our uh, monthly books and snacks and cocktails newsletter. That is very, very fun. Uh, There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about learning things from books, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Together we're The Flophouse. A podcast where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Movies like Space Hobos, Into the Outer Reaches of the Unknown and the Things That We Don't Know, the movie. And also, Who's That Grandma? Zazzle Zippers, Breakdown 2, and Backhanded Compliment. Elvis is a Policeman. Baby Crocodile and the Happy Twins. Leftover Potatoes? Station Wagon 3. Herbie Goes to Hell. New episodes available every other Saturday. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye! This week, people say you learn things best by doing them, but there's a lot of books that teach you how to do things, whether it's a hobby, a craft, or any kind of skill. It's the new year. A lot of people are trying to, you know, learn a language or learn a new skill or do something. And I feel like a lot of people have the urge to like, oh, I should go buy a book on it. Mm. And if you want to learn something, is it worth it to go buy a book on it? Or should we all just watch videos on YouTube all the time? I still know only how to do a smoky eye from a video on YouTube. (laughs) I watch the same video over and over again and relearn it. And figure it out. Yeah. But have, Bri, have you ever learned anything from a book? Um, cooking, definitely. I've learned um, a lot of cook, like, especially because I have, like, dietary restrictions. I did learn a lot of cooking growing up. Uh, my mom cooked a lot. But then I got a lot of cookbooks and learned about uh, vegan cooking. I've learned about gluten-free cooking because there's a lot of, like, uh, baking particularly. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, science to it. So books mm-hmm. are really helpful for that. And um, yeah. And I like having, like, cookbooks and recipe books that, like, explain that kind of stuff because I can always have that like bookmarked, you know, where I'm like, oh, I need to replace this with this. Like how many bananas replace an egg and like things like along those lines. Um, And I did learn to cook in the early 2000s before I went to the internet for everything. So that was like a big thing for me. Yeah. Uh, Gardening as well. I did. I uh, learned a lot about gardening from books. I had a lot of gardening books. I don't have them anymore. I don't know where they are because I looked for them recently. Um, And then I do think I learned things from like self-help related books. I don't know if this is exactly what we're talking about today. It's not really... But um, I do learn things about, like, confidence and, like, how, yeah, to, I that how to have a conversation. And not yeah. really that. But, like, you know, like, how to... How to win fr- friends and influence people. How to be a human, the book.com. Uh, <laughs> and I, uh, I feel like I do learn things from those, but that's not, like, a skill set, you know? I mean, maybe it is a skill set. I think it is. Um, what about you? Do you learn things from books? I have, actually. I do, I do think you learn things best by doing it uh and maybe just because i'm anxious all the time but i do like going into a situation informed if i'm even like even i'm the kind of person that even before i try to do something myself i like to know what's going on with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh i mean i definitely watch my share of how-to youtube videos 
with makeup and hair as They're well. Very helpful. <laughs> very helpful. Uh, but I think bless those women. Oh who God, are, and men. But those women who are out there doing those makeup tutorials. Very Amen. helpful to all of us who don't know anything about makeup. Oh, seriously. I learned recently, I learned how to highlight. I was like, wow. I haven't figured that out yet. What a dream. There's so many videos about it. You can watch it and it makes your face look shiny on certain parts and not on other parts. And apparently that's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> it works for flowers. What? Are, what? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of something in nature that is shiny oh, oh, in places. Oh, oh, oh. Like shiny in parts and not shining. In, like, you know how when you like think of like a beautiful Bugs. orange? Oh, I was going to say like an orange and it looks... Very appetizing. It's like shining where the light's hitting it. Yeah. That's what you want your face to look like. <laughs> I, sometimes, Bria, when appetizing. I look at you, I'm like, she looks just like a beautiful piece of citrus. <laughs> Incredible. Um, but yeah, so I, I, the th- reason why I like learning things on books and I still like getting books on things is I get really nervous about like the veracity of things on the internet. Yeah. Uh, things in a book, unless they're self-published generally, have to go through a process of a bunch of different people reading it. And I think that usually, hopefully, means less chances for incorrect information to slip through, especially with like teaching you how to do things in nonfiction stuff. Like when I go through the process of publishing, there's like, you know, proofreaders and copy editors who go through things and make sure I'm not making mistakes. No, this is huge. This is huge for learning things in books because cookbooks have this. So cookbooks have been vetted and they've tested recipes many times, but I will often pull uh, recipes off of the internet and those those recipes don't, they don't always real, work. Sometimes they don't work, and I'm like, this like didn't work at all. Like you know, yep. and I just like some some like asshole was like, haha, I'm gonna put a recipe about like fennel and something else that doesn't work, and I'm like, why would you do this to me? Yeah, you remember that video of like some guy peeling garlic and it like doesn't actually work. It's like, like oh, oh, it's like a yeah, yeah, it's like a hack or something. Yeah, like, but it doesn't hack, but it doesn't actually work. So um, they're in there. So I like getting a book on things if I'm. Um, just so I know. And, and plus there's something really nice about being able to carry the book or the Kindle with you. Uh, when I have stuff on my phone, the screen might go dark while I'm trying to look at it or it's like yeah, yeah, too yeah. small or whatever. Um, what books have you used to learn stuff from? Um, I learned a lot about movie making from books. So um, I have no, I think I've talked about this in the show. I have no formal training as an actor or as a filmmaker at all. Mm-hmm. I went to school for history, mm-hmm. American studies specifically. Um, so it's something, I mean, it's both of us. Neither of us have formal training in the things that we do for a living. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't think you need it, especially because yeah. there's knowledge is just like at your fingertips now. But I do think you should learn something about it before you try to venture into it. Yes. Um, like, for example, I know it's passe. People don't like this book anymore. But Save the Cat is one of the best writing books you could ever find. Yes. It is an amazing book about writing screenplays. I still use the outline, the Save the Cat outline when I'm outlining before I write a screenplay. And that's, really? yeah, for, like, it's it's a huge, it's a huge help, even if you don't end up using everything that he says, but Save the Cat is an amazing screenwriting book. Um, two books on acting really helped me, because there was a while in my life where I was really struggling as an actor, because I came to LA, I got on a TV show, and then I was like, wait, how do you act? Because, like, I didn't have any formal training, and I had nothing to, like, fall back on, so when yeah. I was, like, breaking down the script or learning diving into a character like I didn't know how to do that unless I was playing someone who was basically me like so it was like really hard for me to go and like do an audition when I'm like but what is uh like how do I do a turn in a scene how do you know just things that were like I knew the like mechanics of it I just didn't necessarily know how to dive deep like people learn when they go to like a theater school um uh people also some people don't like these books as well but I think they're really helpful the actor and the target by Declan Donnellan and The Power of the Actor by Ivana Chubbuck. I never took her classes. People have mixed feelings about her. 
I think her book's amazing. And I use it all the time to break down characters still. I still use her method to wow. break down characters. Um, I know they get tossed around. Like, people are like, this is beginning stuff. But this is like... There's some things like that I feel like that are the basis. Yeah, and you, you it's need good to have basics. a structure for those things. Yeah, exactly. And I'm and like then I feel like you can add your own thing or you can go into more complicated things, but I rarely read acting books anymore because I just sort of like have this basic thing that I do that I've kind of gotten from these books and then I move on and do the things that I do on my own. Yeah. Um what about you? Have you learned something from a book? Yeah, actually, a few things. Uh, when I started getting into cocktails, I read a bunch of books on it before I even started shaking up drinks at all. Um, I wanted to get a lot, because cocktails are, it's kind of like baking in the way you want to get like a lot of the little details right. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very similar to baking where things need to be very precise and like the amounts of things and the timing and everything. Um, so like the funny story I tell a lot is when I, um, because I was learning from a book, I had just like bought a, or my best friend had got me a, um, a Japanese mixing glass for mixing like stirred cocktails, oh. but I didn't realize you needed to put ice in it too. I just thought you put all the ingredients in it and mixed them up in there. I don't know what that is, a Japanese mixing It's basically glass. just a glass, it looks like a big glass, but with a spout. Like if you put a spout on a, a beer glass. Oh, okay. Okay. So you can pour more easily. Oh, okay. But I didn't realize you needed to put ice in there. Like fucking duh. But I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad. I, and then I started reading books on like cocktail technique and it really helped. Um, the Death & Co. cocktail book is a big one. It's a great one. That's great for beginners. Uh, the bar book is also mm -hmm. awesome. And that helped me um, just with like little things that I wouldn't have been able to figure out on my own just doing it. Uh, and when I started powerlifting last year, um, as, uh, I we already laughed about this on the show and then we cut it out. <laughs> I read uh, the inside. That's right. We edit this show. We, <laughs> sorry, folks. There was a big thing about something gross la a few oh. weeks ago that we, we edited had a real out. gross conversation. And we decided to take it out you, to save you all from to save wanting you all. to vomit you in your cars. Yeah. You don't know what you were missing, but thank both of us that we cut it right out. We can um, link to the story. <laughs> uh, but so I started reading the Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding by Arnold Schwarzenegger because it was really important to me to know exactly what muscles I was using during each exercise. Like I, um, I have someone tra like training me and helping me. Um, and I was watching videos and reading a lot of articles, but like when you're doing an exercise or you're whatever, it's hard to focus on what you're doing if you don't know exactly what your body is using. Mm -hmm. Like uh, there was one particular exercise that I wasn't doing correctly because I was, didn't realize what muscle it was using. So I wasn't flexing that, that particular, I wasn't isolating that muscle particularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But reading this book, it broke down like, okay, well, this is what and what exercise this is. And then it was like an, an anatom anatomical drawing of like, this is all the muscles that are being used here. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really helpful to me. And like, again, watching a video on something is great. It was telling me what motion to use, but it wasn't telling me all the information. And I think having stuff, knowing stuff like that is really important when you're learning something. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever tried to learn something from a book and it didn't work? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, gardening books are good, but then they're also like limiting because they need to be based on kind of where you live. Like mm. when I used to garden in Texas versus gardening in California is very different. You should make a garden, a garden book series that is based on each like climate yeah i'm sure someone has there i mean those exist for sure but um yeah so you kind of need that and then i occasionally will get a cookbook where the recipes don't work but it happens way less i'm like it's the online recipes are the ones you have to work watch out for where you're like mm -hmm. i can't possibly need to add seven tablespoons of salt to this but i guess so like a cookbook yeah. will have caught those problems but yeah the yeah so like sometimes things need to be specific but for the most part i feel like the books are vetted uh what about you 
Yeah, I have a really hard time learning how to build things or craft things from books. Uh, I tried to learn how to knit from a book once. It was just a nightmare. Like diagrams about things just completely go over my head. That's why I like watching videos of them because it's mm. like a 2D rendering of like a th an activity goes right over my head. Uh, re like reading an Ikea manual, oh, complete, complete nightmare, nightmare for me. Really? Cannot do like it's the kind of thing that I need to see somebody. I have a really I have I have a very impaired sense of spatial awareness Oh, uh -huh. that I just can't. I recently had to build the shelf is sitting right out there from Ikea and it was much harder than I thought it was going to be. And I messed up one thing and I had to take the whole thing apart and yeah. redo it because I messed up like this one small thing. Normally, I'm very good at it. And that was just like I just like had put this one thing on the wrong way. And it was like the very first thing. So frustrating. Took me two days to build that shelf. Oh, when I when uh, last year when I moved into my new place and built my I built a new desk, I put something on backwards. Yeah, but luckily all I had my roommate had paint that was the exact same color of the desk, so I just painted that strip of there you wood. Go. Yeah, so it looked like because you know IKEA is only covered painted on like certain sides. Yeah, the other side is the other side is just made of particle board. <laughs> yeah, and you could just see this like white stripe, and yeah. I like paint, but now you can't even tell. But yeah, I have I just I can't. There's certain stuff like that I can't. Like a, a knitting diagram looks like an alien language to me. Can't mm -hmm. can't figure it out. Um, so New Year, New Bria. Is there something you want to learn this year that you might get a book on? I did. I'm yeah. Um, I have. I definitely set New Year's resolutions. I didn't do many uh, that are like specific, like things I'm gonna learn. Um, you know, being a better filmmaker, like I would like to learn a little bit more about editing or lighting. I don't know. But um, yeah, I didn't have anything. I mean, this is a really good question and something I should definitely think about. Do you do you have one? Yeah. So uh as people have been making fun of me for a while about, uh, I've been learning Latin on Duolingo for a while now. Uh a very useless mm -hmm. language in everyday life. Yeah, uh, I like it. But I do I love it. And you can read uh, old tomes. If any you know, we're in a horror movie, haunted, we find yeah. We haunted get, tomes. That scene where there's like, you know, from Monster Squad when that little yeah. girl is trying to read the Latin, I would be able You'll to be, you're gonna be able to do it. I'll be yeah. able to take care of it. Uh, you're be like, is this haunted Mallory is like, yes. Army of Darkness. <laughs> this there'll be no issues with the uh, mistranslations. I'm ready to go. I just love it. I took it in high school and I just love it. Um but and it's interesting because Duolingo teaches you like the it's it's very it's good for learning a language conversationally, but it doesn't teach you the rules of anything. So there's some things where you're kind of just like guessing mm. that you know you know to do a thing, but you don't know why. You don't know the rule, like the actual rule. Uh, so I think if I got a book on it, it would help me a lot. Like I often find myself guessing like, oh, well, this must be what, how you pluralize this for mm -hmm. this. And this must be how you do this. But there's no thing that says, all right, well, the lesson today is about this. So here, like, right, right, you right. know, it just teaches you how to translate stuff and to speak it. Uh, so I definitely, I think I want to get a book on Latin just to like supplement yeah. my useless uh, hobby that I've taken up. <laughs> well, we all need a useless hobby. <laughs> uh, so you can send your thoughts on learning things from books or reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. And before we interview Courtney Hummeister, author of Okay, Fine, Whatever, we're going to take a quick break. Hi, I'm Renee Colbert. I'm Alexis Preston. And we're the hosts of the smash hit podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog? Now, Alexis. Yes. We got big news. Uh-oh. Since last we did a promo, our dogs have become famous. World famous. World, like, stars on the Hollywood Walk. Okay. Second big news. Mm -hmm. The reviews are in. Mm -hmm. Take yourself to Apple Podcasts. You know what you're going to hear? We're happy. It's true. We're a delight. A great distraction from the world. I like that part a lot. So if that's what you guys are looking for, mm -hmm. you got to check out our show. But what else can they expect? We've got dog tech, dog news, celebrities with their dogs, all dog things. All the dog things. So if that interests you, well, get yourself on over to Maximum Fun every Tuesday.
So here we are with writer humorist Courtney Hemeister. Courtney, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. What are you reading right now? Um, you know, uh, so I knew I was going to get that question and, um, what, what I'm reading right now is a book called the craving mind by Judson Brewer. Um, I've been, I've been struggling with food issues my whole life. And, um, and so, and more recently it's come to the fore. I've been doing a lot of stress eating in the past few months and, um, and it's not very exciting. Um, it's, uh, I've been reading, you know, I've been reading a fair amount of self-help books um, in the past. It's that time year of year, though. So. Um, it absolutely is. Like that's part. It's what's what's interesting is that um, is that they have, you know, bookstores have called my my book a self-help book. Um, and it's really um, it's really a memoir. Like if people want tips for how to deal with anxiety, I think there's like one tip in a footnote. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but. Well, what was interesting was my my mother had gone into Barnes and Noble and she was like, "It's in the self help section." It was really hard to find, and she was very upset. And um, <laughs> uh, and as you do, you know, you call your publisher with a complaint from your mother. Um, and, <laughs> and I said, "It's." And I said, "I, I think people are going to be really disappointed if they think this is a self help book." But what was interesting was um, Barnes and Noble said, "Well, we can't move it. Like once it's categorized, that's where it is." But you'll be happy to know that um, that sales of books about anxiety have spiked uh, 35% in the past year. So I just, of you know, of course they have. Like anxiety is absolutely having a moment. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> uh, or a few moments or years. But like what I would have wanted to say is the book that I just finished, which you guys have probably already talked about, which was Three Women by Lisa Tadeo. I have not read it. Oh, good God, I loved that book. It is, I just thought it was absolutely beautifully written. Um, and it's this odd thing because it sort of reads like a memoir. It's, she she spent eight years really looking at the relationships and sexual lives of three women. And each chapter, um, you know, it, it, so it, it follows those three women throughout the book. Um, you know, one is, one was a teenager when, when she first started talking to her um, and she's sort of, it's sort of in the voice of these women, but it's also in her writer's voice, which is just some of these like beautiful turns of phrase. And it's just, it's really one of the best books I've read in years. Um, so I highly recommend that one. And it's, um, you know, she paints the portrait of, of the way that these women, you know, live their sexual lives. And, and um, so much of it is so difficult to read because what you're hearing is kind of, all of the things that I think so many of us struggle with in terms of, you know, being with men who are not emotionally forthcoming, um, you know, uh, and, and, and just wanting them so badly. And, and so it's somewhat difficult in that way to, to, to read just because uh, it's kind of hard to recognize those parts of ourselves and how difficult it is to change them. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So can you tell us about your new fancy paperback release? <laughs> yeah. So um, the hardback came out uh, in July of um, 2018. And um, and so and there's really uh, the paperback really we didn't really change anything for the paperback or add anything. It was perfect. It was a perfect book. <laughs> there was nothing that, you know, as I was reading, you, you know, you uh, 
if you're lucky as I was, you actually get to read your audiobook. And, you know, I'm sitting there reading the audiobook and you're just like, why didn't I get one more edit? Like, why didn't I, you know, because <laughs> you're reading it out loud. And that was really interesting. You, you read the book, so you know that there's like all these sexual, um, you know, shenanigans in it. And, it, and I had a male um, engineer in the studio and I had a male uh, director who was in Los Angeles. And after I would finish every chapter and I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, that's <laughs> they the need to one. hear it. That's the last one that's going to be uncomfortable. And then I'd be like, nope, that, nope. That, there was another one. <laughs> they need to hear it. No, it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so um, the book is really, you know, I, uh, I had, you know, maybe like the coolest job in Portland um, uh, aside from maybe, uh, you know, Carrie Brownstein. Um, and I, I, uh, just being Carrie Brownstein, just, <laughs> just seriously, people adore her. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I hosted a radio variety show where I got to interview just people that I admired so much, including actually Carrie and, um, authors that I loved like David Rakoff and Cheryl Strait and, um, filmmakers, um, like Gus Van Zandt and, and, um, it was a great job and I was the head writer of the show and, uh, but I also had, uh, undiagnosed generalized anxiety and I started having panic attacks and, um, and I would just really struggle with anxiety, um, during the course of the week of the show and we would record every couple of weeks. And so it was really half of my life was spent in this. I mean, uh, it was interesting because you talked about, um, the way that generalized anxiety makes you feel that you have what's called misery static, what you call misery static. Um, and, um, and in my book, <laughs> I talked about my dread ball, right. And that I, I would, you know, I would get this dread ball in my chest that would grow. And then suddenly on show days, I was inside the dread ball and it was like a giant, you know, human hamster ball that I saw the world through. And um, so the book is really about, I had to finally step down because I had a, I had a massive two-day panic attack. And, and so it was about the fact that I had lost this thing, this extraordinary, lovely thing that had brought so much to my life and had really changed my life so significantly. And I didn't want to lose something like that again. So I thought, you know, um, it was all sort of organic and it, it wasn't, I, I don't know, it, it sort of happened in this um way that I wasn't aware of at the time that I was doing it. But I essentially just wanted to try to teach my anxious mind that everything was going to be okay by doing things that scared me and then writing about them um, and sort of processing those experiences and to see if there was a way that I could kind of, um, you know, uh, you you have generalized anxiety, so you'd probably know this, but, you know, you, you get these like ruts in your neural pathways that say that everything is going to suck. And so you tur it turns you into a pessimist. And I just, I didn't like that about myself. And, and, and when I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety, I was like, oh, I'm not a pessimistic person. That's my pathology that's doing that, you know? Um, and so... I wanted to be able to expand my life a little bit and expand my world and be able to do things that enriched my life um, without being afraid of them. So that's kind of what the book's about. And it all sounds very serious, but it's it's actually a humorous memoir. And, you know, I didn't do crazy stuff like jump out of a plane. I, you know, I went to a professional cuddler and um, 
I would rather jump out of a plane than go to a professional cuddler for sure. <laughs> that that's how most people feel. I think like they hear it and they just their whole. You can I can watch their whole body cringe. Like they just flinch actually from hearing it. So this episode is all about learning things from books mm-hmm. and for okay, fine, whatever. You tried out so many different things yeah. that are all over the map. Have you ever learned how to do anything like a craft or a hobby, anything from a book? Um, you know, I, I, I've never learned to do, I mean, you know, I, I'm talking about like sort of self-help stuff. Um, I mean, can I, I mean, so I, I read this book called Dare. Have you ever read, read it by Barry McDonough? No. Well, here's the thing. Highly recommend listening to it because he's Irish and like just listening to him is sort of calming, but Barry, um, It just completely changed his relationship with his own anxiety um, by creating this dare technique. And, you know, it's an acronym and it's, I think D is diffuse, diffuse, allow, run toward, engage. And, um, and so that's very uh, scary. Right. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And what happened to me was that uh, I had been, I'd been pretty good for, for a while and my book came out and I went on book tour and I, I had this thing happen and I don't know if you experienced this as an, as an anxious person, but um, I had this thing happen where like I, I got to have a, I got to have a meeting at HBO where someone who was just like, Oh, I liked your book. I'd love to just chat with her. And, and, um, and I went to my publisher on sixth Avenue and I picked up some copies of my book so that I could, you know, hand them around for some other stuff I was doing in New York. And I walked down to, I was close enough that I could walk to the HBO offices and I, was walking and it was, there was, the sun was out and I used, I I left New York in kind of a bummer situation about 20 years prior. And I just remember thinking, and this is something I never do. I just remember thinking, no matter what happens, I am so lucky that this is happening to me. I, 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 you know, I need to just remember what this feels like. And it was this beautiful sunny day walking down sixth Avenue. And I was like, things are good. Like things are really good and I'm really lucky. And that night I started this sort of massive OCD episode that lasted for months. And so, uh, that's what we get for going outside. Exactly. Don't go in the sun. Don't let good things happen to you. Like I think that, (laughs) but I think that this is what our, you know, what my neural pathways did to me things cannot be okay. The shoe, the other shoe is just dangling above your head and it's going to drop on your head. And, and I think that that's maybe what triggered that. Um, but anyway, as I was struggling with that, I was looking for anything that would help me. And this book was extremely helpful for me. Like, uh, one the diffuse aspect of dare is essentially like, you know, his, what does your anxious brain do? Oh my God. You know, I'm, what if I die? What if I, you know, oh my gosh, what if I pass out on the street? And his diffuse technique is just simply to go, so what? So what? If you pass out on the street, someone will help you. Um, and even like to the point of, oh my God, I'm dying. What if I die? So what? At least I won't have to cook dinner. Like it's so hard <laughs> to figure out what to make for dinner, and I don't have to figure that out, right? And so part of the the diffusing is is using humor, um, and allowing the A is was something that changed my life. Like I think part of what we do as anxious people is that we 
um, we fight it, right? And when you fight it, you just, you tighten up. Your whole body is flinching. And if you just allow the anxiety to do what it's going to do in your body, it totally changes that feeling. And it, and it, uh, and for me, it takes about 30% of that feeling away. Um, and yeah, run toward is this idea of just like asking your anxiety, what, what more do you have? Oh yeah, this feels really garbagey. Can you, can you make this worse? And weirdly your anxiety kind of goes, no, this is kind of what I have. Um, and then engages, uh, is just to simply try to engage your brain and not do something that's like, oh, I'm going to watch like 12 hours of television. I'm actually going to try to engage my, do something that engages my brain, um, in a truly, uh, you know, that truly engages it as opposed to like, oh, this is just a distraction. So anyway, that was really, really long answer, but that's what, um, that's the book that really taught me quite a bit on uh, how to handle my anxiety. That sounds awesome. So Courtney, where can we find you online and where can we buy your book? Um, so you can hopefully buy my book most places. I mean, I one of my favorite things to tell people is to go to IndieBound.org. Um, and what, what you can do at IndieBound is just put in your zip code and um, it'll, it'll help you find a book that you're looking for at an indie, uh, bookstore near you. So that's my favorite way to, to get people to buy the book, but it's, it's most, you know, it's, it's on, it's on most, um, online retailers as well. Um, uh, and you can actually like, we have this wonderful bookstore in Portland called Broadway books where, you know, you can actually go to these small bookstores and order from them and have them mail them to you in the same way that Amazon does. It's just, you know, much better for, uh, for small businesses. Um, so yeah. And you can also, my website is, uh, just Courtney So, and my name is really hard to spell, but I think that Google will probably fix it for you. <laughs> Google's got your back. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Courtney, thank you so much for joining us. Oh yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Now it's time to check in on our new year's resolutions. Bria, how did you do in 2019? I did great because I didn't set any New Year's resolutions. What a dream. <laughs> um, 2018, I had a lot. I wasn't satisfied by them, so I had none. So I achieved them. I did a great job. Perfect book what about, zen. What about you? How was yours? I actually, it was funny. I had to look back into our episode archive. I did, I did too, actually. To, to that episode where we talked about this, and I fucking failed utterly. Uh, I wanted to read more poetry. I did not do that. Uh, I wanted to read 25 translated books. I did not do that. Mm. I, I read some, but I definitely didn't read 25. Um, book tour and book promotion just completely scrambled my life all last year. It just took over. It basically took over my entire year, uh, and I barely kept up the bare minimum of reading goals aside um i also gave up on the one second a day app pretty quickly i think that i made it a month into that because i was trying to find a good solution for goodreads and the one second a day app is when you take a video that is like one you take a one second video every day and at the end it makes a big montage of your year uh and i did it for like i was like oh i'll just take a video of each book i read like the cover of it yeah and have have a big montage and yeah I, i made it like a month i just wasn't yeah it's hard and it, like you can't, the thing about it is you can't consult it. What do you mean? Like uh, you can't like search it. Like it's it's not like good for tracking anything. It's not good for tracking information. It's good for like just like looking at a montage of your year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
I'm married to Book Buddy now, so yeah, it doesn't... You, didn't, you did discover Book Buddy. So what a big year for you! It, it truly was a big yeah, year. Yeah. Well, it was great last year when we were doing our best books of the year episode because all I had to do on Book Buddy was pick sort by date published, and it brought up all of my tw- oh, tw- nice. 2019 books, and mm-hmm. and then I just picked out all the five star ones. It was perfect. Yeah, that's really easy. That's easier than my journal because my journal I had yeah. to go through and be like. Oh, this got a good rating. Oh, it wasn't published this year. Like I, I do write the year now, so I don't have to. So I don't have to do it at the end of the year. But, yeah, I yeah. still keep my paper journal, but yeah, Book Buddy is my husband now, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, are you setting any goals for 2019 or 2020? Well, now we're doing, we're doing. I think we're going to do opposite things. That's really you're funny. You're not going to set anything. <laughs> I make a few goals every year, regardless. I actually have a group I get together with, and we set our goals, like achievable goals for the year, but oh. like career related, personal life related, like financially related, like things like that. Um, but one I had on, I haven't met with my group. I meet with them in about a week. Uh, but one is to read more poetry. The, what, the one thing it's we, so funny that that's the thing I, I know, I know, I know. The one thing that um we found, I found in like because I've been goal like doing New Year's kind of goal setting. I don't know, 10 years or something, is to make it really specific. So I think I'm going to say, um, uh, I think I'm going to say like three poetry books. Okay. Well, this is, I'll just piggyback on you and you can tell if whatever poetry you read that you like. I'll oh. send it your way. Send it my uh, way. Yeah. So three poetry books I'm going to say. Um, and the other thing I'm going to do, and this is actually my New Year's resolution, uh, resolution is to, when I read a great book, I'm going to talk about it on social media. I'm going to do the same with film, but um, I just feel like I don't, I know, I just, I want to make sure um, I'm using my social media presence to talk about things that are positive and cool and to support other artists. Yeah. Um, Because I know how much it means when people are like, I love reading glasses. Like just that little tweet is like, oh, we probably got like another listener from that or, you know, or at least it like boosts our self-esteem for a day, Yeah, you know? And I just, I just want to make sure I'm doing the same because a lot of times I'm reading people's books and I'm like, great book and then I close my Kindle and then I go on with my life and I don't ever tell them and I just when I'm reading something really amazing I want to make sure I'm um uh preaching it to the world what about you what 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 are you doing 2020 goals uh I'm gonna do the opposite of my 2019 goals I I know goals I'm setting less um I I have a few but they're a little more they're a little more easy than my normal goals. Uh, I want to use the library more for physical books. I, I started doing that last year and I really like it. It's been saving me a lot of money. And you can walk to a library, right? Yeah. yeah so, I, we can walk great. to our local library, which is amazing. And I just love it so much. Um, and I want to get better about putting books down that I'm not enjoying. That's part of our 2020 challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know what I am going to add? I do want to start talking about. We used to do it. I used to do it more and then I stopped. Every book I read that I really love, I'm going to start talking about on social media. Yeah, I huh. really think that we should both do that. There's no reason for us not to. Um, just I, I do the same thing. I'll like read a book and go, "Oh wow, that was amazing," and then something will come up in my life and I'll just forget. So yeah. I think we should both do that a lot. Um, and I, you know what? That's also part of our 2020 reader challenge. Was to it is? Pr- it is. So we'll fill that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, my life is just so bonkers right now, and things are. I thought th- I kept doing this thing where I was like, oh, well, when things get less crazy and it's just so far has not it's been a year and has not yet not yet happened Mm-mm. for either of us. Mm-mm. And finally, I had to come to terms with the fact that maybe this is just how my life is going to be for a while. Yeah. And I should, you know, I really want to stay in love with reading and not look at it as a chore. And we talk about that a lot on the show. So I'm just going to let myself off the hook a little bit this year and just read things that I like. Um, I want to focus on enjoying it. No number goals, nothing like that. Uh, so. Listeners can email readingglassespodcast at gmail.com to let us know how they did with their 2019 reader roles and what their 2020 
resolutions are. We're very interested in hearing them. And as always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to support us, help us feed our animals, you can buy reading glasses, tote bags and shirts and stickers and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. We do have that new shirt, which is adorable. Oh, yeah, we do. My boyfriend, Jeremy, immediately bought one uh, and it is very cute. I It was really funny. He like, oh, he, he surprised me and he was like, look what I got in the mail and he whipped out the reading glasses shirt. I was oh. like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> um, and there's a link in the show notes if you want to do that. And if you want to support us for free uh, and make us feel good about ourselves uh, and stem the tide of uh, creative person dread for a little while, you can rate and, re- rate and review us on iTunes. It's great for us. It helps us reach more readers. It helps us get some more advertisers. It makes us look very fancy. Uh, and when we hit a thousand uh, ratings, we're going to do something exciting. Something yeah. re- more exciting than we have ever done for... Uh, we've done a few things for... Um, uh, reaching certain rating goals, but a thousand is the big one. So, how many are we at? Eight hundred, eight hundred and something. Eight seventeen. Yeah, less than two hundred to go. Um, it takes only like thirty seconds, uh, depending on how fast you type, and you don't even have to review it. You can just rate us. It's very, very quick. Just, a rating. just do it right in the Apple Apple app, uh, I, the podcast app. Um, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast, and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening, and thanks, thanks for reading. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.